step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, listeners, and thank you so much for joining Be Free Ministries on tonight. As always, it is such a pleasure to come into your homes to minister the word of God, to pray for you, to share what the Lord has put on our heart, to uh, keep you up to date about what's going on. For those of you who, like me, have a busy schedule, it is such a blessing to be able to host this show. And it's an even greater blessing to me as a ministry leader to have you tune in via online or via phone or even if you're listening on iTunes or other media and through our website, through Blog Talk Radio, it's such a blessing to be able to share with you what the Lord has shared with us. And so, excuse me for the TV, y'all. <laughs> such a blessing to share with you what the Lord has shared with us. And this 2016 year actually produced a new show for us. We are on now at 6 o'clock p.m. on Thursdays as opposed to our 6.30 from the last the previous years, and this is Be Free Ministries NC Live, which is really amazing because God is allowing us not to only teach the Word of God, not to only pray for events that are going on in our world, but the Lord is allowing us to talk about uh, things that affect us as Christians, that affect us as citizens, um, not only in the United States, but citizens in this world. We have so many things that are going on in our world, even more so now than ever before. And so God has given us the mandate and the uh, the leeway, if you will, the permission <laughs> to talk about political um, happenings, talk about activism, to talk about, again, the things that occur in our world, the life happenings, the world events that happen in our world that affect us as citizens. So we started off the year just talking prophetically about what God has been speaking to us prophetically. But tonight God has released us to talk about our president-elect, not to talk about him in a negative sense, but to share some things about him, talk about him Um as, again, the 45th president of the United States. There's just some information that I want to share with you. Perhaps you know this information. Perhaps you don't. Um, I did some research myself. I've been listening to some videos online. I've been really interested in what's been going on with this particular president. So the Lord has released us tonight to do Transition of a Nation. Let us pray. Transition of a nation, let us pray. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I was not at all excited when I received the results that President-elect Donald Trump, well, presidential candidate at that time, Donald Trump, had won votes 
for the presidential election or to be our next president. I was not happy about that at all. I just want to put that out there. just want to make that plain to you. And I, I went in through went into a period of prayer. Uh, there was some uh, just upset. I was really upset. I was really surprised as many of us were. It was maybe around the world were very upset about it. Just so many different thoughts concerning this presidential. Now, I in the middle of the night where I saw, if I'm not mistaken, I was I saw it on the TV where she was winning. I was like, oh, okay, good. I, you know, went on, turned on over, went back to sleep, woke up the next morning, turned the news on, and the news shared that President Donald Trump, or President-elect, excuse me, President-elect Donald Trump would be our next, you know, president. And so it really sparked different emotions from the citizens world. I work in the school system and we really had to minister um, to our students who were upset, who were feeling angry, who they were just not happy, um, many of them with the results of the presidential election. I actually worked with students, um, some older students last school year and through the summer who had already started feeling the of the, the 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 presidential election, with the comments that were made, with the uh, promises that were given, with the give or racially charged uh, uh, words, yeah, words that were spoken from uh, President-elect Trump, and so there was already a lot of. Um, anger. I mean, I've had to, you know, really talk to some of the older students, some of the preteen and teen students that I work with about their feelings, you know, towards at that time President candidate Trump. And it was real. <laughs> like their their anger and their frustration and their concerns with um, this new president coming in were valid, and I understood them, and I felt their heart concerning them, and really a lot of it was fear, a lot of it from my Latino students um, at that time, and so there's been quite a bit of talk and discussion and debate. I've even heard that people have lost or have severed some relationships because of the presidential election last November, November 8, 2016. Thankfully, I didn't lose any friends. I didn't lose any family members. Like everybody, all of my relationships are still intact, <laughs> and I'm very thankful for that. But this was one of the um, most hot, hot debated presidential elections that I've ever been a part of, and I'm not that old, you know, I'm not that old, but presidential elections that I've ever been a part of or at least heard about. You know, when I was younger, I used to hear my my family members, older family members, you know, talk about presidential elections and 
talk about what was going on politically, so I was aware of what was going on because of their conversations. But I've never heard anything quite like I've heard over the last year or so with the presidential election and since the November 8th election. So, again, it's been a lot going on. Some people disheartened, some people angry, some people upset, some people just don't know what to do. So I wanted to give us an opportunity to talk about it, to share about it, to think about it, to process it. For those of us who haven't processed it already, that tomorrow, June 20th, 2017, Donald Trump will be sworn in as the next president of the United States and will hold that position for the next four years. And of course, we have an election in 2020 um, that would dictate uh, whatever might be going on at that time, whether he is reelected or whether there is another um, candidate who may beat him out according to the American people. The vote of the American people will just have to see what happens then. But at least for the next four years, President-elect Donald Trump will be the president of the United States. And so, we are in a period of transition. We've been in a period of transition, actually, since he was voted or elected in, but we are in a period of transition, even more so now that tomorrow is his inauguration day. And so we are going to take some time to learn a little bit more about President-elect Donald Trump, as well as talk about his cabinet, because I really want you to at least hear the names of his cabinet, if you don't know Already, And then we're going to take some time not only to pray for him, to pray for his family, but to pray for our country. We, I do have some couple of scriptures to share with you, but we're going to pray and see what, what God is saying here, what God is saying about the next four years of our lives as Christians and as um, our lives as Americans, okay? So let me give you a little bit of background. If, you, if you've done your research, this is nothing new, so... Just bear with me as I'm giving you some things that you probably already know about President Donald Trump. So we know he was born June 14, 1946. Um, he was born in Queens, New York. His dad was uh, in real estate. He was the leader over Elizabeth Trump and Son. It was a family business, a um, a, a, a business that built that built um, real estate, based like coastal. Um, real estate and, and different things of that nature. So real estate um, business um, for the, you know, the undergirding of a real estate business. Anyway, I can't get my thoughts together. I'm so sorry. So it was a real estate company um, that Donald Trump actually took over in 1971. And so he changed the name from Elizabeth Trump and Sons to Trump Organization. And he made a name for himself. I mean, Donald Trump really made a name for himself in the commercial business, the commercial business uh, in real estate, buying businesses, renovating uh, buildings and businesses. And a lot of the businesses that he um, purchased or established, it, and when I say established, meaning he bought a business and kind of rebranded it, reestablished it, re re renovated it and made it his own, a lot of the businesses he put, you know, the Trump name on that business. And so he made his hundreds of thousands, his millions in the real estate business, in the commercial property business. And so he um, 
really became well known. Uh, oh, let me give you a little bit of history about his his upbringing as far as education. He went to the North Carolina, I mean the New York, excuse me, Military Academy. Graduated in 1964. He went on to graduate from Fordman University from the Wharton School of Finance. Uh, excuse me, he went to Fordman University. Um, but he eventually graduated from Wharton School of Finance at the University of Pennsylvania with an economic degree. And so, again, he joined the family business, took over in 1971, built his uh, business through commercial properties. And then he established Trump Towers in 1978. Trump Towers is on Fifth Avenue. And so it is pretty much a well-established businesses that that boast um, uh, the the office buildings of President-elect Trump. And so a few years prior to the Trump Towers being established, fully established, he had a few bankruptcies and some, you know, different things going on along the way. He, and not even... Since Trump, before Trump Towers, since Trump Towers, but I really wanted to focus on the government filing a lawsuit against his company, against himself, and against his father. And so the lawsuit was about discrimination. His, he was accused of discriminatory practices in his real estate business. And so they owned some housing projects. His company owned some housing projects, and there was accusations, accusations of discrimination against people of color. And so, of course, you know, everything went to trial, and they eventually settled out of court shortly after President-elect Trump was elected as president. He settled, it was actually two civil lawsuits that were settled shortly after President-elect Trump was elected, okay? And so I thought that that was interesting because all of this happened in 1975, um, but the case didn't get settled until now. And I, 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 I pondered on that and just understand that the court systems are slow sometimes about getting things done, but I also know that President-elect Trump asked for the cases to be pushed back and pushed back. And so eventually they were pushed back to 2016 where the settlement occurred. Um, again, uh, Trump has filed bankruptcy a few times in the lifespan of his business. And the thing about the bankruptcy, gosh, was it Title 13 or Title 11? When you file, let me look it up really quickly while I'm talking. Title 11 or Title 13, you are able to continue to do business as you are making negotiations for a possible, um, whether it's a merger or a takeover or buying out your business, whatever the case may be, but you're still able to do business under that particular bankruptcy, which I thought was interesting, but I know governmental laws are what they are. Um, So he was able to, you know, again, he filed bankruptcy a few times, which I thought was interesting because I have heard uh, people who are more politically astute than I am talk about how President-elect Donald Trump made his, his money through bankruptcies, and I didn't quite understand that until I did some research. Um, so, yeah, so some of his money was made through his bankruptcy filings which I think is very interesting. Not all of it, but some of it was made um, 
through that particular way of doing business. And as I think about President-elect Trump and his uh, million, you know, millionaire status and building businesses through attaining properties and his commercial um, business, I think about how a lot of individuals that I heard talking or discussing either being included in that discussion or just hearing it because the discussion was in my vicinity, a lot of people thought that President-elect or thinks that President-elect Donald Trump can get America to a very stable financial place because of his history of um, making money not realizing that making money from bankruptcy, that's a whole different avenue. Again, don't know much about it, still learning about it, still doing research so that I can fully understand what's going on. But that's just something for you. I wanted to put that out there so that you can think about it, so that you can do the research on it, so that you know exactly what's going, what's been going on with the history of our incoming president, okay? And so I want to move on from that. I'm actually looking up the Title 11 right now, Title 11, Title 13, because I want to make sure that I get that right to you prior to me moving on from this topic. Um, so as I'm looking for it, I do want to share a few other things with you about President-elect Donald Trump. One one thing that really um, bothered me as he went forth on his presidential campaign is some of the remarks that were made about one remark in particular. I don't know if it was more than one because I did not listen to all of Donald Trump's speeches, but the mocking of a um, reporter with special needs. There was also the um, judge, Judge um, Gonzalo P. Curiel, who President-elect Trump made some comments about, not because of his Mexican heritage, yes, but also because that particular judge was over the two civil cases that were filed against Donald Trump. And so he used the Mexican heritage of this judge and the fact that he felt that judge was unfair to him in these civil cases, and he spoke against him. You know, this is this is some of the characteristics of our president-elect Trump. Okay, um, again, thankfully, a settlement was reached shortly after the election. So those individuals that were affected by that discriminatory filing, they were hopefully taken care of through that settlement. Okay, all right. So one thing that we want to understand about president-elect Donald Trump is he is one. He is actually the wealthiest president who will ever take office, and he's also the only president who did not currently have any political history, like no um, history as a senator or a governor or mayor or House of Representatives. You know, there's no political history that our president-elect Trump has. He's the only president that has come to the table, the only president that will come to the table with no political history at all as well as the wealthiest. Now, I want you to know that President-elect Trump thought about running for president when was in 1999. He actually had a focus group to do some research about whether it would be favorable for him to run in the 2000 election, and it did not seem favorable for him to do so, so he did not run in the 2000 election. He again thought about running in the 2012 election, but he decided not to, all right? And so then we had him to come full force 
in the 2016 election, and as we know, he did win. So I'm still looking up the bankruptcy. It's kind of hard to talk and type at the same time, even though I am a wonderful multitasker. This is proving to be a bit much. But I want to share a few of the key cabinet positions that Donald Trump has appointed or at least has has appointed there's you know some of them are still going through hearings but I want to say their names in your hearing so that you can do some research about them as well as listen to some of the hearings because some of the hearings are on YouTube listen to some of the hearings listen to the questions that the senators have asked the nominees, and listen to their responses. I've only had an opportunity to listen to one who I was very interested in, which when I get to their name, I'm going to tell you about it. And so let me see, because I'm here right now. It was Chapter 11. So he sought the Chapter 11 protection through his bankruptcy, okay? So you can further research that to see what that particular Chapter 11 means, okay? So let me go through President-elect Donald Trump's cabinet. Some of you, again, probably already have this information, but I want to say these names in your hearing. If I say their names incorrectly, I seek apologies uh, in advance. So, Mr. Ritz Priebus as the Chief of Staff, Mr. Stephen K. Bannon as the Chief Strategist, Mr. Michael T. Flynn as the National Security Advisor, Mr. Jeff Sessions as the Attorney General, Mr. Mike Pompey, Pompeo, gosh, I should have his name because I remember hearing his name quite often. Please forgive me, Mr. Mike, as the CIA director. Miss Nikki Haley as the UN ambassador. Miss Betsy DeVoe as the education secretary. Mr. Excuse me, I went a little too fast. Mr. Donald F. McGon too, as the White House counsel. Miss Kathleen Troy. I went too fast again, excuse me. Ms. Kathleen McFarlane as the Deputy National Security Advisor. Ms. Seema Verma as the Administrator of the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, which I find that to be, I'm actually going to do some research on her because I found that particular position or appointment to be interesting, and I want to do some research about her and maybe her history with Medicare and Medicaid because I have some concerns about that, not only for myself but for my future. Mr. Tom Price is the Secretary of Health and Human Services. Ms. Elaine Chow as the Transportation Secretary. Mr. Wilbur Ross as the Commerce Secretary. Mr. Stephen Munchen, oh, excuse me, Mushin, perhaps. Please forgive me, Mr. Stephen, if I said your name incorrectly, as the Treasury Secretary. Mr. Todd Ricketts as the Deputy Commerce Secretary. Mr. James Mattis as the Secretary of Defense, Dr. Ben Carson as the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development, Ms. Linda McMahon as the Small Business Administration, Mr. Scott Pruitt as the Head of Environmental Protection, and who do I want to say more, Mr. John F. Kelly as the Department of Homeland Security Secretary, and I want to get Mr. Rex Tillerson as the Secretary of State. I'm going to be doing some more research about him. We all know Mitt Romney, or excuse me, Mr. Rick Perry. He's going to be the energy or was appointed um, as the energy secretary. 
have a few more that I want to mention that I feel like it's very important. Mr. Tom Bossert, as the assistant to the president for Homeland Security, Mr. Dan Coates as the director of national intelligence, and Mr. Jared Kushner as the senior advisor. I believe Mr. Jared is a married-in family member of Mr. Trump. And so those are just some of the top appointments that President elect Trump has um, appointed or some of the individuals that President elect Trump has appointed to his cabinet. One person who I have had the opportunity to actually listen to some of her hearings because this particular person is of great importance to me as I am an educator and Ms. DeVoe, Ms. Betsy DeVoe, has been appointed by President-elect Donald Trump as the education secretary, and, you know, she's been going through her hearings. And I've listened to some of the things that she has said and have has not said. She has not said much. <laughs> she has not said much at all, and I am very concerned about the state of public education. She is a strong supporter of vouchers. She is a strong supporter of charter schools. And I am very concerned with the state of public schools. In researching about her and listening to her during her hearings, I, Stephanie, am under the impression that if she could, she would eliminate public schools altogether. Again, just from listening to her during the hearings, what she said and didn't say, as well as her history as far as education is concerned. I'm very concerned about public schools, and I feel like she would definitely get rid of public education if she could. I love that Senator Maggie Hassan and Senator Elizabeth Warren, they asked her tough questions about education. Senator uh, Maggie, her, her, she had a son who was, in, um, was a special needs student, she went through, or excuse me, he went through the special education program, and so she had some questions of Miss Betsy about special education and about IDEA, which protects students with disabilities. And so Miss DeVoe skirted <laughs> answering Miss, uh, excuse me, Senator Maggie's questions. Like she skirted, like she did not answer the question at all, and it was really interesting. Senator Elizabeth, um, I can't remember, she had some questions about um, student loans and, 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 and education on the college level. And again, Ms. DeVoe, she skirted answering the question. There was another senator, a gentleman senator whose name, senator, excuse me, whose name escapes me at this time, but he had some valid questions about young women who are raped on college campuses. He had some questions about how the appointed education secretary would hold colleges and universities accountable for young women who are raped on college campuses. Like how would she enforce or, yeah, enforce or hold those universities and colleges accountable like, how would she do that? Would she do that? How would she do it? She, again, skirted answering the question. Three very relevant topics, children with special needs, 
um, rapes that occur on college campuses and university campuses and the state of, of, of funding education through loans, you know, yeah, college education through loans, very, three very important topics that, you know, Mrs. DeVoe did not answer directly. And so that concerns me gravely. And so we, again, just need to be in prayer, which we are going to pray for for that tonight. So be on the lookout for the hearings that are occurring currently with the appointment of President-elect Trump. Research the individuals that he has appointed to his cabinet. Hopefully you have been researching them all along or at least been tuned into who he has been appointing. I've done some research um, along the way, not for everybody, but for some key people. I've done some research along the way just so I'm better aware of who will be leading this country once the inauguration takes place tomorrow or who will be assisting Donald Trump in leading the country once the inauguration happens. And then, of course, as the hearings take place, whether individuals are sworn in or whether they're, you know, not sworn in. And so there are a few things that I want you to hear that President-elect Donald Trump will be looking at, thinking about as he takes office tomorrow and as he's moving forward in his 100 days as the next president of the United States. So just a few things for us to to research, to know about, to be aware of. Um, so President-elect Trump wants to negotiate or withdraw from NAFTA. Uh, he wants to pull out of the Trans-Pacific Partnership. If you don't know, know what NAFTA is, NAFTA is the North American Free Trade Agreement. It is an agreement that was signed by Canada, Mexico, and in the United States for trilateral trade block for a trilateral trade block in North America. You can do some more research about that. But he's hoping, or President-elect Trump is hoping to renegotiate or withdraw from NAFTA. He wants to. Um, as far as national security is concerned, uh, President-elect Trump, he wants to cancel, basically cancel every single executive decision that President Barack Obama made when he was in office, including immigration. Like, he really wants to overhaul immigration, and in my opinion, in, not, in a not-so-great way, he wants to cut federal spending for sanctuary cities. He wants to deport criminal illegal aliens. He wants to institute a ban on immigration from, quote, unquote, terror-prone regions of the world, foreign relations. That goes into foreign relations, which our incoming president does not have any uh, experience with. Um, President-elect Trump also wants to enact a middle-class tax. To, uh, he wants to enact middle-class tax cuts. He wants to build a wall that he expects Mexico to pay for, um, which which is his answer to addressing illegal immigration, is building a wall, um, jailing undocumented immigrants. Those are, some again, some things that he has uh, proposed to do in his first 100 days as president. Um, he wants to repeal the Federal Affordable Care Act, also known as Obamacare. He wants to appeal it. He wants to replace it, but currently not that we have been aware of or have been told, he currently does not have a replacement for the Affordable Care Act. He also wants to enact some proposals on child care. I will be watching that because I don't know how that's going to look 
Um, Donald Trump wants to eliminate Common Core altogether. I have not read or heard that he would replace Common Core standards with anything, but Common Core standards was established in North Carolina uh, in 20, uh, 2010, uh, 2010, and so, you know, we've been using that as a standard moving forward in educating our, our children. He wants to totally eliminate it. Again, not sure what he's going to replace it with, but that's what he desires to do. He wants to increase federal law enforcement um, in order to reduce crime, drugs, and violence. Now, when I read this, I thought about President Reagan because President Reagan, his um, campaign had a lot to do with, or his campaign, and then when he was in office, had a lot to do with um, eliminating, reducing, and eventually eliminating crime. He was all about crime in the inner cities, which you know, that's a whole other topic. I don't even want to get into. I'm just saying what he said. There were some other, some underlying things going on there, um, dealing with ethnic um, groups, dealing with African Americans, um, dealing with Latinos, mainly African Americans. There were some other things going on there that I again don't want to get into in this show. But that reminded me of President Reagan's. You know, his his attack war on crime is what it was. His war on crime. Um, also. President-elect Trump wants to institute some tariffs on companies who are doing some offshore jobs. So he wants to try to eliminate some of the offshore jobs or jobs overseas that are taking jobs away from Americans. So that is a lot. And there's more that I didn't even mention because there's so much that he has planned to do in his first 180 days. And, again, we just need to be in prayer for President-elect Donald Trump, Okay. And so I do have some scriptures that I want to get to, but I'm not even going to be able to get to them right now because I want to take some time to pray for us, to pray for our incoming president, to pray for America, to pray for the world as we are transitioning to a new leader. So I want to, to do, go ahead and do that now. Father, thank you for this day. God, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy, for your grace. We thank you that you are God and that you are God alone. You are in control of all things, Father God. Nothing happens without you knowing about it. Nothing occurs without your understanding of what is happening, Father God. And even though you see what's going on, oftentimes we don't see, we can't see. Our finite mind cannot fully comprehend all that is going on in this world, not only in this physical world, but in the spiritual world, God, but you are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. You see the front from the beginning and the end from the beginning, Father God, or you see the front or the beginning to the end and the end to the beginning, Father God. And we thank you for seeing all things, for knowing all things, for being in charge, for being in control. People may not want to acknowledge you, but you are God, the one true and living God, and you are in control of all things. Father God, I ask right now that you will speak to our incoming president, Donald Trump, Father God. You know all about him, Father God. You know his beginning to his end, Father God. You know his end to his back to his beginning. You know all about him, Father God. And I pray right now, Father God, for a covering over him, for protection over him. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you keep him from all hurt, harm, and danger. In the name of Jesus, Father God, I pray that you will give him 
a heart that is after you, Father God, a heart, Father God, that loves people, God, a heart of peace, Father God, a heart that looks after the best interests of all Americans in the name of Jesus. Give him a heart for the American people, God. Give him a heart for this country, a heart that unifies us, Father God, not one that tears us apart, a heart that brings us together, God, a heart that meets the needs of all people, Father God, in this country, in the name of Jesus, Father God, I pray, Father God, that you will give him wisdom to lead this country in spirit and in truth, Father. Give him the wisdom to lead the United States of America in peace, Father God, in unity, Father God, with diversity, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, Father God, that hatred and anger and fear will not rule him, God, but I pray that love and peace and joy Donald Trump, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray, Father God, that he will ask for forgiveness, God, for the negativity that he has spouted out, Father God. I pray that he will even forgive himself, Father God, for the negativity that has been spouted out, Father. I pray, hallelujah, God, that he will trust you, Father God, and you alone, God, that he will seek your face, Father God, that he will seek you for direction, Father God, that he will seek you for guidance, Father God, so that he he will, and that he will seek you for understanding, Father God, that he will seek you for how to lead this country in the name of Jesus, God, and every person that he has appointed over his cabinet, Father God, or in his cabinet, God. I pray that you will touch them right now, Father God, minister to them right now, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, those who are, um, who, who, who have a racist uh, a thought or who are racist in their heart or who don't, do not like certain groups of people, racism, yes, God, those individuals, I pray, God, that you will break that spirit of fear, Father God, that that spirit of fear will be broken, God, that spirit of anger will be broken, Father God, that that spirit of hatred will be broken, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray, Father God, that every negativity, God, every dark Thing, Father God, every death be broken, Father God, off of every member in his cabinet from the top to the bottom, God, from the, from the bottom to the top, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for unity and love and peace within each of those individuals, God, and that they will have a heart for the people in America, that they will not push their own agendas, Father God, that they will not Seek, Father God, to elevate themselves, God, but that they will seek to elevate the individuals, the citizens of America, and uniting us as one. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray for peace, Father God, to come apart upon their heart right now. In the name of Jesus, I pray that the devil will take his hand off of those individuals, God, and that they will be set free, God, that they will be delivered, God, that their family be set free, that their family be delivered, Father God. In the name of Jesus, God, let them seek your face, Father God. Let them be saved, Father God. Let them acknowledge you as a one true and living God in the name of Jesus, and let them seek your face, Father God. Help them to seek your guidance, Father God. God, your your 
your help, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Help them to seek your wisdom, Father God. Help them to seek your direction, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, as they come together as an administrative team, God, help them to pray, God, to you, Father God. Help them to seek your faith, Father God. Help them to be led by you, God, and you alone, God, in the name of Jesus. God, let every hidden thing be revealed, God. Let every dark thing, let light illuminate, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. God, I pray, God, that hidden agendas be revealed, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, Father God, that any uh, self self promotions, Father God, be revealed and be squashed, Father God, in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, God, that they will promote you, Father God, that they will live for you, God, that they will speak you, Father God. I pray that they will desire, Father God, to lead this country in spirit and in truth. I pray for peace and unity amongst all American citizens right now in Jesus' name. I pray that you will bring us together, Father God, as a unit, God, so that we will not be squashed by any other country, that war will not come upon this land because of negative and terrible and bad decisions God made from the new administration. But I pray for a shield of peace, Father God, a shield of protection, Father God, a shield of unity and love, Father God, to cover us, God, here in this country, in the name of Jesus, God. God, I pray that you have I pray that you have your way. I pray that you move by your spirit. And I pray that your will be done, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, I thank you for this time to discuss President-elect Donald Trump. And while I am not so excited about his presidency, I pray that you help me and help all of America to respect him in this particular office. And I pray that you will help us to pray for him and that you will help us to humble ourselves, Father God, and that you will bring us to together, like, like, let peace rule in our heart, Father God, just in each individual American citizen. Let peace rule in our heart, Father God, so that peace will come forth amongst all of America. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. So, listeners, thank you for joining me tonight on our Transition of a Nation. Let us pray. So always such an honor to come into your homes, to come into your cars, to be a part of your lives. And I pray that you will join us next week at 6 o'clock p.m. as we discuss the fact that it's been a week. (laughs) So next week it will be a week of um, President-elect Donald Trump into office. And so I want to talk about it. Like I want us to talk about what we think, talk about how we're feeling. So that will be our show for next week, next Thursday, January. Oh my goodness. January. um, Let me get my time together. Let me look at a calendar. January 26th. 
actually. So join us next week. Look, if you want to know more about the ministry, visit our website at BeFreeMinistriesNC.org. If you have a prayer request, a praise report, a prophetic word, a testimony, <clears throat> email us at BeFreeMinistriesNC at Outlook.com. If you want to get some scripture, get some words of information, be reminded about our upcoming shows, then like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash NC. We have some upcoming events that I do want to share with you. I'll start sharing them next week with you, though. But we have some upcoming events that Be Free Ministry will be going forth in this year. I'm actually talking to some people and working on some things. So I'll keep you posted about what's going on with Be Free Ministries. And I'll also keep you posted about some other things that we're doing to support individuals in our world, just like the Relay for Life. We will be partnering with the Humphrey family in order to support the American Cancer Society as they seek for a cure for cancer. So we will keep you posted about the contributions. That's $4,000 goal. So Be Free Ministries will be partnering with them. So we'll give you some more information about that. And so we want to just keep you abreast of some things that are going on in our world, some things that are going on locally with us, so that we can come together and just help each other out and support each other. So join us again next week. 6 o'clock p.m., it's been a week. How are you doing? (laughs) That's our show for next week. So, look, if nobody has told you that they love you, I love you. We at Be Free Ministries, we love you. This is Be Free Ministries signing off. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.